Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gabe Baltier. Guys, I hope everyone's doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Guys, a couple of quick reminders before we get into today's episode. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes Podcast or wherever, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast. We love the support you guys give us. We love the listens, so please make sure to hit that subscribe button. With that being said, guys, we have an amazing episode for you guys today. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Here we go. Alright guys, so before we get into today's episode, just a couple of quick current events, stuff that's been going on in my life. So I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and I I talked to a lot of friends before getting it, and they were like, yeah, you know, the second dose is really where it gets you, you get super sick. Um, I had some friends that said, you know, maybe you you just have to drink water and you won't get sick, but majority of of my friends said I was going to get sick. And uh, at first I was like, oh, I really hope I don't get sick. You know, maybe I'll just drink a lot of water and go to bed early and then hopefully I'll just, you know, sleep through it. And so that's what I did. So I I tried drinking a lot of water uh, after I got the vaccine at like three o'clock on Saturday and then I drank a lot of water and then I went to bed early. And then at 2 a.m. I wake up shivering, like shaking like crazy in my bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. It's so cold. And I I checked to see if my window's open. I'm like, oh, my window's not open. So why am I so cold? And I'm like freezing. Like it it, it could have been like someone was putting a fan on my, like my entire body. I was freezing. And so I had to get up. I had to put on sweatpants and and sweatshirt and socks. And then at I had like a massive headache. It felt like my body was like just being weighed down by a bunch of like heavy weights. I had the the biggest headache. I've never had such a big headache in my life. My body felt like super sore and then I just couldn't fall back asleep and I felt like I was was probably running a fever and then around like 4 a.m. it switched from shivering to crazy hot and I was sweating like crazy and I was like there was I woke up and there was like I was like literally in like there was a sweat stain around where my head was on my pillow and I was like sweating like crazy and then my headache was just my head was throbbing it felt like someone had hit me over the head with like a frying pan that's how bad the pain was I was like oh my god what's going on and so it was just insane and then you know I woke up and I just I woke up super early and I was so tired and I, I had a headache for so long for like, you know, from like, I think I woke up at like eight and I had a headache for pretty much the majority of the day. You know, I had to drink Pedialyte. I drank a lot of water. I drank tea. I took a warm shower. It was just the, the second dose of the vaccine was a nightmare. And it, and the, and it, the after effects hit me like a truck. Like it was crazy. And I think, you know, I kind of, I should have expected it, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of being naive and like, oh, you know, I'm not going to get sick, whatever. But I should have been like, yeah, I'm probably going to get sick. And and I did. And, you know, thankfully I wasn't sick for too long. I was only sick for about like 24 hours, which is usually what it is. So that was good. But um, yeah, so if, if you guys are getting the second dose of the vaccine, make sure to definitely drink water. If you do get sick, you know, 
um, a lot of rest, warm showers, Tylenol. That's a huge thing. I took Tylenol because my headache and helped my headache go away. So, you know, it, it's, it's definitely uh, a doozy if you do get sick, you know? So, and that was just my experience. I think everyone has their own experience. You know, I, I had one friend who didn't get sick at all. And then I had another friend who like threw up like three times in the span of one day. So I think it really spans on, you know, how your body reacts to the vaccine, the dose, you know, but that was, that was just my experience. And, uh, thankfully it was only one day. So now I'm feeling much better and I'm very happy that I got vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated now. So it's really cool. And I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's what's been going on in my life. And with that being said, let's get into today's episode. And today is a very special episode because it is uh, May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this is what this episode is about, is mental health awareness. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of my story about you know, what I go through with OCD and anxiety and what I do to cope with that and how I've coped with that. And you know, this is a special episode because I think you know, with it being May and Mental Health Awareness Month, I think this is super important because, you know, mental health awareness is a super important topic that I don't think gets talked about enough. And it should be talked about because there are a lot of people out there that deal with OCD or anxiety or depression or, you know, any sort of mental illness. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about my story and, you know, what I do now and, you know, in my life today that I, that helps me, you know, calm down, relax uh, my OCD and anxiety. So starting off with a little bit of background, I was diagnosed with a severe OCD when I was 11 years old uh, in middle school. Um, it was super, super bad. It was like OCD to the max. Um, I would take like seven showers a day. I had to clean everything. I didn't want to be around anything dirty. I I would only eat healthy foods. I wouldn't eat anything, you know, with that was you know candy or sugar or anything like that. I'd only eat like vegetables, fruits, uh, protein. That was it. Um, I was super afraid of being in crowds and people. I, you know, sadly was so afraid of germs that I couldn't even hug my family. Like I didn't hug my mom or dad or brother or sister or anybody and it took a real toll on my family uh, for a good amount of time in middle school until I eventually started going to this therapist in New York City uh, and the, the building or the company is called Child Mind Institute. Uh, shout out them, you know, Child Mind Institute. They're an amazing, amazing, um, you know, amazing place that has the best therapists to help with OCD. And from the first time I went there, I felt the change in my life. Um, I worked with a therapist called Jerry Buberick. He's an amazing guy. I've been working with him forever. So if you know someone that is going through uh, a tough time with OCD or anything, you know, anything mental awareness or mental illness wise, uh, look up uh, Child Mind Institute in New York City. They're an amazing company. And, um, you know, I, I went to them for many, many months to, you know, help out with my OCD. And, uh, you know, at first it was very tough. I went through a very long time period where, you know, I had to fight against my OCD and I had to overcome stuff that I was very afraid of. And, you know, it, it, with OCD, and I said this before in, in my other episode where I talked about my full story of OCD, you know, with mental illnesses, it's not like it's a, a bone like fracture or you, when you break a bone, you can't, you can't see the damage or you can't see the, the healing. It's all mental. It's all inside your head. So when you're trying to overcome it, it's very hard because you can't see the progress sometimes. And your mind is so strong. You know, we always talk about how strong our minds are and how strong our brains are that 
it is very hard sometimes to understand how strong they are and how powerful they are. And with me and my OCD, you know, sometimes my OCD can play tricks on me um, because it is it is my mind, you know, and it makes me feel certain ways, makes me think certain things. And, you know, I've over the years have learned how to overcome my OCD. I've learned how to build up the tools and how to, you know, fight against my OCD, how to know when my OCD is acting up, uh, how to know what activates my OCD, you know, what triggers it. And, you know, thanks to my therapist, Jerry Bubrick and Childmind Institute, the place that I went to for, you know, weeks and months on end to get help. You know, now I know uh, what, what my OCD is like, how to take care of it when it acts up, you know, and it's been a journey, you know, it's been a really, really long journey and it's going to be, you know, my OCD is going to be with me for the rest of my life. It's not like it just goes away, you know, one day and it gets cured. It's, it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's, you know, through therapy, I've learned the tools and the keys to calm my OCD and anxiety, you know, because I also have uh, very high anxiety too. When I get anxious, it's like times a million. It just, just gets really, I get really, really anxious and I overthink things and I get worried. And through therapy and through talking to other people and therapists and going to Child Mind Institute um, and working with Jerry, you know, I've learned how to work um, with my OCD, which is, which is amazing. And, you know, I think talking about it is super important because, you know, if it weren't for my family and my mom and my dad getting me help and having me actually talk about what was going on, I wouldn't be where I am today. I think I'd be in a much different place had it had, you know, had my family not gotten me help, you know, and I'm so happy that they, they, you know, helped with help with my OCD and they were with me on this journey. And, you know, I'm forever grateful for my family that, you know, they, they, you know, pushed me to get better and to get help. Um, and you know, I hope you guys understand this too, is like, if you are struggling or if you know someone that's struggling with a mental illness, you know, you know, be by their side, you know, make them feel loved, make them know that everything's going to be okay. Make sure that, you know, they feel comfortable and they are, you know, that they feel like they're in a safe space. And, you know, if they need to get help, help them get help. Um, you know, those type of things, because, you know, some people kind of want to avoid it and they kind of dismiss that they have something going on in their head and they want to just be like, oh, nothing's going on and nothing's wrong, you know, and, and that's not okay because we, if there's something going on, you know, whether it's OCD or anxiety or depression, you know, you want to talk about that and you want to get help because, you know, if you don't get help, then it's just going to keep eating and eating at you away and it's going to be, it's, it's not, it's not good. It's just not good. Um, and, you know, there, there's some days where my OCD, you know, even today, uh, you know, in my life today where it, it acts up and it really gets to me. And sometimes I, I have to, you know, take a break from, you know, whatever I'm doing that day and, and just learn and just, you know, work on my, my mental health and, you know, whether it's, you know, during school or whatever, like I have to take a break and fight my OCD and fight my anxiety and those, and those crazy thoughts. And for me, um, one of the ways that, and one of the things that has actually helped me cope with my OCD and anxiety uh, is going to the gym. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, and if you know me, you know that I'm a huge gym rat, and I love going to the gym. And the gym is my my sanctuary. It's my safe. It's my safe place. Um, it has been for many years. It used to be playing soccer, but then I quit soccer and started going to the gym. And when I started, you know, going to the gym, the gym started being my safe space. It started being my place of calm and relax and where I can go. And, and I don't have to think about anything but just lifting heavy weights. And it's, it's you know, 
the gym and lifting weights has been just a total game changer for me mentally. Uh, you know, if you know me and you follow me on Instagram again, you know, you know that I love to lift heavy weights. You know, I, I posted on my story, I posted on my Instagram, I post, I had a, a fitness account uh, a couple months back that I used to post on. And that is my therapy, you know, going to the gym and lifting heavy weights is my therapy. You know, I remember when quarantine started, right before quarantine started in February, you know, we finished building our, our gym in my garage at home in Westport and then quarantine hit and we all were, you know, stuck in our houses. And I am forever thankful to my mom, my brother and her and her boyfriend who, you know, finished building this gym because that gym saved me through quarantine. Like that's all I did during quarantine was work out, do online school and hang out with with, uh, with family. You know, that was it. You know, I'd work out two, three times a day, you know, and it was, it was that, you know, it, the gym means that much to me because whenever I'm feeling stressed or worried or anxious or upset or if my OCD is acting up and I'm, it's really, really getting to me, then I, then I just go to the gym and I just lift crazy heavy weights. And when I lift those, when I lift those weights, it's, you know, my mind just goes blank. I'm not thinking about my, you know, my OCD kind of just goes away, you know, or if I'm having a really bad day and my anxiety is just through the roof and I've been overthinking way too much, I just go to the gym, I blast some music and I just lift, you know, I just go maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, maybe even three hours at the gym and just lift and, go, and you know, go crazy on the workout because that's how I cope and that's how, you know, it helps my mind like reset. You know, for a lot of people, sometimes that's meditation or going for a run or going for a walk or reading a book or, you know, listening to music, you know, that's how they deal with whatever's going on in their mind. But for me, it's the gym and the gym is my place to escape reality and is my place of, you know, it's my place of getting away from my OCD and my uh, anxiety and helps me cope with my OCD and anxiety you know, I remember this is an, this is a story that I tell a lot of people when I talk about, you know, why I go to the gym so much is, you know, during quarantine when we were obviously all online for school, you know, with finals coming around the corner um, back last May, I was like super stressed and my OCD was just through the roof. My anxiety was through the roof. I, I really needed to get good grades and I was freaking out. And one day my OCD just really, really acted up and my anxiety was just crazy. And I went to the gym and I was just working out for like three hours. Uh, I worked out like three times that day. And by the end of the day, I was feeling much better. You know, I was feeling so much better because I lifted heavy weights. I was, you know, exercising. I was getting my mind off. You know, I was, you know, my mind, that was my escape from my OCD, you know, and that, that was how I deal with those negative thoughts that come in my head. When my OCD acts up, that's how I deal with it. And it, and it got me into a better place. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, Gabe, like, why do you work out like three times a day? Why do you work out, you know, for so long? Why do you work out every day? Why do you not take a rest day? Well, because working out is, is how I, I, you know, I get through each day. Working out is how I make sure that I'm, you know, dealing with my OCD, that I'm dealing with my anxiety, you know, that I'm not freaking out. Um, you know, the gym is my, my place of safety and is my is basically like my therapy you know there's like when people go to therapy sessions you know they talk to a therapist like that's exactly what the gym is for me is i just go into the gym i put some good music on 
I start lifting, I start exercising, I do, you know, barbells and, and, you know, dumbbells and all this type of weights. And I just, I, you know, my mind goes blank and I lose track of time and I'm just listening to music and it really helps me calm down. It really helps, you know, get those negative thoughts out of my head. It really helps me just come back to a, a state of, you know, relaxation and calmness and mindfulness. And, you know, for, for some people that's, you know, that the gym is like that too. I know, I know some people that they find the gym a place of therapy as well, but I think everybody has their own, you know, place of, of relaxation and peace, you know, whether it's the gym, whether it's, you know, uh, listening to music, whether it's going to the beach, whether it's going uh, out with friends, whether it's being with family, whether it's going to the movies, whether it's, you know, traveling, like everybody has a place where they can escape to. And for me, as I said, again, like it's the gym, like the gym is my place of safety, my place of where I can go. And it just, I don't have to worry about anything. There's no one there. It's just me, myself, some weights, some good music. And, and, you know, that's how I deal with my OCD, you know, for many years, I used to, you know, when I was going through the rough parts of my OCD, it was, I would, you know, work hard and go to therapy. And then I would go play soccer and the soccer field was where I could just, you know, have fun and be me. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about what was going through my mind. I just played, you know, I, I used to be a center back and I would go to my games and, you know, before my game, I'd be, maybe I'd have like a, a bad day and my OCD was acting up. Right. And I would, once I got to the field, once I stepped onto the field, everything, you know, went blank and I was just having a good time and I was playing soccer and I was with my buddies and like we would play for like two or three hours. And that was my place of, of relaxation and escape. And then once I quit soccer and I found the gym, like the gym became that same place. The gym was my place of safety. The gym was where I could go and be by myself. And, you know, if I was having a bad day, I can just go and lift crazy ass weights. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think that's really important is that whether you're going through a tough time or you're dealing with some sort of mental illness is that we find a place to relax and a place to like, you know, just de-stress and not worry. And if you are going through a tough time, you know, reach out to a therapist or, you know, a doctor or talk to your family members about it because it's super, super important. It's like, you know, this is why, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month is, you know, we want to spread awareness to people that are, you know, afraid of talking about, you know, their mental health or their, they get anxious or they're, you know, nervous about it, or, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about it because they get embarrassed. But, you know, it's super important to talk about because your mental health is the most important thing. You know, you can be, I think I said this quote before on a, a, you know, past episode, but, you know, you can be in the best shape of your life, you know, ripped, you know, have abs, you know, big muscles, anything like that. And it, it, your your mind should be the the first thing that comes when, when it comes to, you know, becoming strong. Like your mind needs to be priority number one. You know, it doesn't matter how fit you are or how good looking you are. It's like your mind needs to be priority number one. And that's super, super important because if your mind isn't okay, then everything else, you know, is not going to fall into place or it's not going to be okay. And so, you know, if you are having a tough time, if you are struggling with, you know, anxiety, depression, OCD, you know, any type of mental illness, you know, talk to somebody. And I know it may be hard. I know it may be, you know, embarrassing or you may feel embarrassed or, you know, you feel anxious about it. But, you know, when you reach out to somebody, you're going to get and you get and you get help. 
it's going to feel a lot better and you're going to see progress. And I know it's tough, you know, talking about mental illnesses. And if you have one, it's, it's, it's a tough journey. You know, I've been on that journey where, you know, it just feels like it's, uh, you feel like you're in a, a tornado and everything's spinning around you, but it gets better. I promise you, it gets a lot, a lot better. And, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing process when you have people around you like friends and family that care about you and they want to help you and they want to see you get back to a better place and that type of stuff. So if you are struggling right now, you know, I, I really encourage you guys to reach out to family members, friends, uh, doctors, therapists, you know, get the help you need because, you know, mental your mental health should be and should always be priority number one. It should always be priority number one. You know, no matter how old you are, whether you're a teenager to a senior citizen, your mental health should be priority number one. You should always make sure that you're doing okay. You should not more more than okay. You should be you should be making sure that you are doing fantastic or great mentally because that's so so important. You know, and and. I know it could be, I know it can be scary to, to ask for help, but it it just, it makes you stronger when you ask for help. It makes you uh, a strong person, we say, when you go out of your way and you ask, you know, your family members or your friends or whoever, say like, hey, I need some help, you know, and that's super important. And if, and if you know somebody that has gone through a tough time, you know, with a mental illness, you know, make sure they feel loved, make sure they feel comfortable, make sure that you know, you're there to support them and whatever they're going through because that's super, super important too. And it's very important. All right, guys, that's all the time we have today on the next chapter podcast. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys take something away from this episode. I just want to give a couple of quick shout outs uh, before we end the show. So shout out to Xander Windsor, who is who created the intro and outro music for this podcast. He's an amazing, he's an amazing musician and uh, music producer. So shout out Xander. Um, also, I want to shout out to Child Mind Institute because they've helped me through so much. They're an amazing organization. They're based off in New York City. And if you know somebody uh, that needs, that is going through a tough time with uh, a mental illness, I really uh, encourage you guys to reach out to them. Child Mind Institute in New York City, an amazing organization. Um, as well, guys, you know, as I said, as I say in all uh, these episodes, you know, I'm sending all the love and positive vibes your way, uh, sending all the happiness and good thoughts your way. Um, if you're going through something, you know, keep on going, keep on grinding. I love you guys so much and we'll see you guys later.